Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Just like that, the second hour is here. Hot Mike with Hutton with Row across the Outkick Network. Glad you're with us. If you're on YouTube, we say thank you for that. You can join Chad in the chat. If you can find the link uh, on Outkick's X account, you can scroll up or it's uh, tagged at the top there. You can see that tweet or post. Uh, plus, if you're listening to this great radio partner, we say thank you. Big thanks there. Huge Chad, thanks. quick first hour. Coming up in 20 minutes, John McClain will join us. And an hour from right now, Big shot, Rob. Robert Ory, seven-time NBA champ and uh, known for clutch shooting when it mattered. I was thinking about this today, Hutton. I always said big shot, Bob. Like my, I've got an oh, uncle, I've always said Rob. I've got Is an it Bob? uncle that's Robert Withrow, but maybe he goes by Bob. Bob. But no, I've heard both. Like I was thinking, I had this vision in my head driving over here today that I was going to say big shot, Bob, and he was going to correct well, me let's ask him. and say big shot, Rob. And then it was going to be very awkward because I was going to come back and say, well, I say Big Shot Bob. I've always wanted to correct someone on their own name yeah. on air. So I was going to say, no, 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 it's, it's Big Shot Bob. I wanted to get into an argument with Robert Ory on the exact nickname for him. But I've always said Big Shot Bob. You say Big Shot Rob. That's, that's what I've so always assumed. We can just throw it open to him and say, by the way, speaking of throwing it open to him, that guy's always wide open. In clutch moments, I feel like. He was burying the shot, but oh, yeah. it was always like the best players, the decoy, and Robert Ory is wide open in the corner to hit the game winner every single time. So, and the other thing, too, that the, the players or anyone, you go however long with your name set a certain way, and then midway through, like a year and a half into a league or college or whatever, it's like, no, it's actually, my name is pronounced this way. It's like, well, no, I mean... Why do you let it go that long with with the entire media and fan base saying it one way? The I, latest is uh, A-Chan. Instead of instead A-Chan? Of De, De, uh, instead of Devin A-Chan going with Devin A-Chan. Well, do you think it was A-Chan because of the uh, the possible Heisman discussion prior to the start of last year for a and I don't know. Again, think... like A-Chan just moves the chains, right? Like that's kind of the... The, the recent one uh, that I had to get used to was Tarod Taylor because... Tyrod Ty Rod Taylor for Ty, years. Tyrod Taylor, and then it's Tyrod. But when the announcers say Tyrod, everyone thinks everyone's saying it the wrong way because, you know, the, the, the pronunciation guide changed the way they say it. Tyrod Taylor mm-hmm. was a really good college quarterback. This should have been corrected at I Virginia agree. Tech. I agree. The college SID needs to correct the announcer on it so – people are just repeating what they hear from announcing teams. So if they're saying it wrong, they're going to get it wrong. The classic example of this is Marcus Mariota. It's Mar. It's the same as Marcus. It's very straightforward. But for whatever reason, people want to say Marcus Mariota. And this goes back to college. People were corrected in both college and the NFL. This is the only one, Hutton that I'll give the player a total pass. 
Because I don't think he was guilty of this at all, of ever saying his name incorrectly or allowing it to be mispronounced, other than he wasn't adamantly like, please say my name right and get it right. He wasn't you know, going out of his way to correct everyone. But this is one that's just a failure of sports media in general. Everyone says it incorrectly. They don't care Dude, if they're corrected. It's always, it's, oh, it's Marcus Mariota, Mariota, who cares? <laughs> it's very different. And it's just the same as Marcus. That's uh, We were always correcting people on it's Marcus well, Mariota, same as Marcus. It's not Marcus Mariota. Well, we had, it's Marcus Mariota. And that sparked the next, like we had a couple of callers, uh, our show, Chad, who was, they were saying we were being too harsh on those that were saying it wrong. And I said, okay, well, next caller, Josh, instead of Josh. Yeah. And it, all shout time out, great bit. Shout out Josh Castile, uh, still a longtime season ticket holder of, of our shows. That was a that was a fun running bit that whenever anyone disagreed with us on correcting people on the pronunciation of his name, we would then intentionally mispronounce their name yeah. just to see how they liked it over and over again. <laughs> and there's a different thing between dialect. We all have words we sure, say that when sure. you hear it, you go, well, that's not the proper pronunciation of that word. Well, it's where I'm from. And this is not just a Southern thing. It could be people from the North or people from Philly that have a different way of pronouncing certain words. It's not completely correct. That's totally different than just adamantly agreeing within yourself to mispronounce someone's name. Not correcting it, not caring, just I'm going to mispronounce this name over and over, and I don't care whether or not you like it. That's very different. So how much of fantasy football is playing into this NFL investigation into how the Falcons handled what was a uh, a, a sick feeling un, unwell feeling Bijan Robinson this past Sunday who had one big carry one attempt run rushing attempt in the game he was active and uh, that came with 33 seconds left in the game his illness was unknown throughout the game and uh, post game come to find out he tells reporters he was dealing with a bad headache. He wasn't feeling well the night before. Woke up and still didn't feel right. And he said he was feeling it. And Arthur Smith decided not to test it with the, with the bad headache. However, he's active on game day. And there is an injury policy for teams to follow. Um, and having been on the road with, NFL, with an NFL organization, if you wake up at the hotel and you have flu-like symptoms or... You have uh, a terrible headache that's going to prevent you from possibly playing in the game. You must disclose that through the NFL policy. You just put it out through an email through your SI, your, your PR director, your media relations director. Quick one-sentence email. Woke up, questionable. At this point, it would be questionable. There's no probable or... Uh, or designation anymore do you have to put illness or just questionable no, you just in if you wake up sunday morning yeah. on the road uh, for a, a player who flew on the charter road trip or home for whatever reason you just send out an email and say he's um woke up feeling unwell or whatever uh but you have to designate it as illness otherwise it would have to be a knee or a shoulder or whatever it might be yeah so, but the morning of you're saying you can just designate questionable illness right would be or, the designation uh, hypothetical right? if an offensive lineman's playing with his kid and turns his ankle on Saturday, after the final injury report comes out. The team has to disclose that. Now, it's not because of fantasy football. It's because of sports wagering. That's yeah. why it's there. And in B. John Robinson's case, it would be a huge advantage if you knew he wasn't going to play. Arthur Smith says they were going to try to give it a go and see how he went all the way up to kickoff. He was active for the game. 
and they just didn't use him. And what turned out to be a win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. So it's pretty cut and dry. He violated the policy. He's already admitted it. Well, they're, well, they're going to see. If he's admitting that we knew he woke up not feeling well or he had a headache the night before and didn't disclose it, and that's the reason he wasn't getting snaps and but didn't it, play but as it, much? It, it depends on if they're investigating whether or not Atlanta and the staff knew how he was feeling the night before when he went to bed. Okay. And then but how didn't he they felt say when he woke that's, up. But, that's what happened? But if he's getting dressed and he's just going through the motions and then he's telling the staff as you know it gets closer to the game, again, then that's, that's different than finding out an hour or so before kickoff or finding out after inactives are announced. I think that's another key here. Active, inactives are announced 90 minutes prior to kickoff. So uh, in, in Tampa's case... For 1 p.m., if it was if it was announced at 11:30 that he was playing, and then and then they made the decision that they weren't going to go with him, even though he's active, that's not a violation of the policy. But if they knew about it and knew he was, you know, wavering one way or the other, then they've got to disclose that. And that compliance comes with again, like a fine is my guess. Um, if it's egregious, they could dock you a draft pick. But I, I doubt that's the case here. Thing about the but person, it's a lot of fantasy football sites that are really diving into this story based on their recommendation, right? Did, of, did the Falcons cover? Well, if, uh, they won against I Tampa. T- well, Tampa was favored, I believe. Were they not? So okay, yeah. Then they no won harm. the game. Yeah, I'm just thinking about from a better's yeah. perspective. If you're the person who put five grand on the Falcons to cover and Bijan Robinson, pretty big part of their team was sick and they didn't disclose it and you did it after that, that's the person who's going to be really upset. And they're not going to get any solace out of the league finding them whatever amount of money after the fact for the person who lost their money. But there's no big issue with that. Only if you bet anytime touchdown or something like that with Robinson because look at what ended up happening. Yeah, but to me that would be the same as him getting hurt during the game and he doesn't score. Yeah. You know, you're right. And I, again, it's just the standard practice for the NFL. And this also, by the way, includes if he played more than one snap and it, he was just used extremely less than what he normally has been used. They would also look into it in that case. But it's generally just met with a fine. How much? Not enough to make a difference in the ownership's wallet. I think an NFL owner can only be fined, what, five hundred grand. They set the rules. Isn't that nice for a billionaire? Yeah, they get to make the rules. <laughs> well, I, I mean, sometimes the other owners want a certain guy fined more, I'm sure, for uh, certain fines. You dock you, where they really get you is docking picks. Yeah. That's why you That's not going to happen. No, 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 no. But the fantasy football aspect, it is, it's intriguing to just follow the, those who had Bijan on their rosters clamoring for an explanation as to why he wasn't being used, but he's in uniform. You know what? Is there a suspension? Is there? And yeah. Why wasn't it disclosed uh, ahead of time? Is you know what? What are they going to do this week? He'll be playing uh, against the the Tennessee Titans. Hutton, Peyton, and LeBron James okay. teaming up. So, and they're doing this for the. It's going to be similar to the quarterback series, but they're going to do this for the NBA. Yeah. And Chad, my question is, what do you call it? Uh, playmaker, player, I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, score. General manager. 
I'm just coming up with because quarterback is one word, nice and catchy. You know exactly what it is. You know exactly what you're tuning into when you see quarterback. So, yeah, it's probably going to be a one-word type deal. Here's why I'm interested in this. Okay. Make me like the NBA. Make me like someone the way I like Kirk Cousins coming off that series. I watch more Vikings now because of that series, and I root for Kirk Cousins more because of that series. I watched Clay Thompson last night on the Manning cast. I thought he was good. I thought he was terrific. Good personality, good rapport with Peyton and Eli. Uh, clearly a football fan. Knew his football, knew his Niners, talking about the game. I want more of that. Give me, Pull me in. Give me a reason to like the NBA more. If you find the right guys and follow them around with personality, with work ethic, with drive, with everything that we question the NBA about, with load management and egos and just getting the bag and that's all that matters, show me the opposite of that. Show me the opposite of that with at least someone and maybe I tune in more for that someone. But uh, what I think it will be is more of the eccentric uh personalities yeah, you're gonna have a lot of a uh, fashion show and before un- the game, unlike the, the quarterback arena. series this will be under lebron's production company they're partnering with omaha productions i think lebron will be on this peyton would have been had he's do if he had this while he was playing i mean he kicks it off there's a reason why they can't find guys to do it now right you've got to yeah. prove that the top guys are going to do it um lebron's not going to be in the dunk competition but he's going to be a part of this show and then uh, over the years uh, Alejandro uh, Avila had a, a great list here. Just imagine like Dennis Rodman or Shaq or, uh, or Allen Iverson. Like, Bill you, Lambeer. But yeah, but you knew them as the, their Bird. name and their brand. Uh, I'm with you. You can develop even some of the superstars behind the scenes with how you go about making this show work. Reggie Miller, following him for a season. And there, there's oh, plenty of good yeah. examples. that, And there are plenty of guys in the league now that would be interesting, could be entertaining. I just... I. I I love quarterback for the too. simple reason that I came out of it really being a fan of someone that I, I was indifferent about before. That's cool. That's the power of entertainment. That's the power of the movie industry. You look up on the big screen and you get taken to a different world and you become a fan of something. You get interested in something. Uh, I'm reading American Prometheus now because I loved Oppenheimer so much and I want to know more about the true story. I'm going to watch more Milwaukee Bucks games because – they profiled this player. I'm going to watch more. That's what quarterback did for Kirk Cousins and the Vikings for me. Now, do that for the NBA. Let, let's do that there. Or here's the real challenge. Make me like LeBron James. Make him well, a that, focal point of this. Well, that's on him. And I want to see a side of him that makes me like and appreciate LeBron James more. My fear, though, Hutton, is they're going to zoom in on these NBA personalities, and I'm going to like the sport even less because it's going to confirm a lot of what I think. Possibly. That's my fear. I mean, but see, but, but I just think of like Draymond Green. I shouldn't say the sport, the league. Draymond Green, Steph I like Curry. the league less. Uh, we mentioned the teams with the greatest odds to win. It'll be, I think it'll be players on those teams. Yeah. Or maybe you can, you know, maybe get a, uh, would you want a player from the D I, league? I no. I, I, I think you go three different levels. If, I, if I'm doing this, LeBron James the top, contender LeBron James, give me a rookie Give me someone on the end of a bench breaking into the league trying to stay up in the NBA. Give me a veteran journeyman that's in a market that people aren't paying attention to. I want three different levels. The way they were able to do with Mahomes, Cousins, Mariota. Mariota, not Mariota. Notice well how done. I got it right. 
give me the three different tiers of players in the NBA. That, that to me, is what's more interesting than just three of the same guy. How about, well, I mean, Jimmy Butler comes to mind. I'm just trying to think of the East Coast. Who was the player that said he was that guy? I'm that guy? And that's my point. We've Jason Tatum? No, he, he made a big shot after big shot in the playoffs last year. Austin a, Reeves? Was it Austin Reeves? Of the Lakers? Yeah. yeah. See, he's a great example of who should be on the show. Yeah, he, he'd, he'd be good. Uh, just, Up and down the roster. Again, three, three different tiers. Make me like it. Give me a reason to watch. Give me a reason to root for someone. That's the power of entertainment, the power of cinema, and that's what you're doing. You're bringing experience to people and pulling them in. Don't push people further away. I fear that for. I want a reason to like LeBron James. He's the maybe one of the. He's not the greatest. One of the greatest of all time. Definitely not the greatest. But I want a reason to root for him and pull for him. Give me that reason, or with any other player in the league. That's what I want out of this. John Morant. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to make. Also, me really at the pull trade for deadline for the NBA, what are the odds that all all the players just end up with LeBron? Do you think Kirk Cousins would ever put a laser pointer at a team bus in his entourage? You think when the 49ers left town, no. he was pointing a gun at them? No, he'd make his cat chase. Has he hit a teenager also? John McClain's next. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us. Hot Mike with Hunt and Withrow rolls on across the Outkick Network. Chad, the 49ers have lost two in a row now. They have. Had some road losses, lose last night to the Minnesota Vikings, who are now three and four and currently in the eighth spot, the first team out in the NFL playoff picture. The way too early NFL playoff picture because who knows what happens over the next two weeks because the last two weeks in the NFL – went from San Francisco taking care of Dallas and everyone thought, well, here comes an unbeaten season to now five and two and asking who's really the best team right now in the league. John McClain joins us with all of the answers uh, from sportsradio610.com is where you can read and hear all of his great work uh, and has covered the league for over uh, five decades and has been with us for what, two going on two decades now. John, welcome. Always great to see you. It's always great to be here. Guys, thank you very much. Who is the best team in the league currently? Well, first of all, 
two weeks ago, I had the 49ers and had Brock Purdy as a leading candidate to be voted MVP, and they've spent the bet in the last two games. Kansas City's been on a roll, defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia. All of a sudden looks good. They made the move for Kevin Byer. That'll help their secondary probably. So I'm guessing right now I would have to go with the Eagles, even though they have not been as impressive as they were last year in the Super Bowl loser. Then other New England had been back to the Super Bowl since the 90s. They seem to be on a mission. They've got everything on both sides of the ball, but other teams could emerge. You know, it happens every year. We always say it's not what you do in September, October, but November, December, and now January. But I can tell you, it is certainly interesting, and it's a whole lot of fun. I thought about you Sunday, John. Well, I thought about I think about you a lot, John. Just let's we'll we all do. Well, I, yeah. we think I about do John appreciate all the time. that. Um, Thank you very, very much. Ravens led twenty-eight nothing before the Lions made a first down, and I'm thinking, here is John McClain having Baltimore in the Super Bowl, and Lamar Jackson having his best game of the year. They're getting out of London with a victory. They've won some late games. They've lost some 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 games late as well. They could be a team two weeks from now that could be your answer to the best team. First of all, I was thinking about that game a lot too, but for a different reason. I was at our home in Maryland because the Texans were off, so I went up there for five days. By the way, yesterday was 61, bright sunshine, no humidity, no breeze. I come home to 86 degrees. And so I thought about it because I just said that last week, I thought Detroit was the best team in the NFC. And when I watched Baltimore just hammer them from the get-go, Todd Monken, the new coordinator, they were doing things we expected to see them do all season. They had really good play calls, and they looked dominating, and Detroit looked defeated. And it's one great game for Lamar Jackson. I don't think you can say he's MVP or anything other than he just had a great game, passing, running. He was tremendous, and if they keep playing like that, I'm going to feel good about that Super Bowl pick. But, you know, just look at two weeks ago, what we thought about the the, uh, 49ers after they pounded the Cowboys. John, knowing Mike Vrabel and his alpha personality, how difficult do you think it is for him right now to fully admit this roster is not getting it done, this season isn't going anywhere, and the Titans are now a seller and not a buyer. It started with the trade of Kevin Byard, the effort now probably to get rid of Derrick Henry also. How difficult do you think that is for Mike Vrabel, knowing what he's made of? Well, it'd kill him. I mean, he doesn't like to lose. When he came to Houston and was uh, working under Bill O'Brien, they, they won the first two years. They lost the third year. Let's see, 14, 15, 16, won the third year, went to the playoffs, won a playoff game. They had injuries to Deshaun Watson. They lost, and the Titans hired him. It turned out to be a great move. And it kills It kills all coaches when you lose. But when you see, and Rand Cawthorn comes from the 49ers, he's come from an organization that has really good talent despite losing back-to-back games. And they have talent on both sides of the ball. They've done it with draft choices. They did it with trades, free agent signings. So I would think it'd be a very interesting offseason. But I guarantee you they're not throwing in the towel. Kevin Byard had not played as well last year. They asked him to take a pay cut. Anytime you ask a player to take a pay cut, he's generally not going to be the same. 
it's a good deal for him to go to Philadelphia. They get two draft picks and another safety. This was the time to do it. And like Derrick Henry, I don't know what kind of market there is out there for Henry and his contract at this point of the year. But um, I, I, uh, it's going to be fun to see how it plays out before Halloween, the trade deadline at 3 o'clock uh, Central that day. And, John, how about the scene in New England? Mike Frabel honored in the Patriots Hall of Fame, sitting in the luxury box of Robert Kraft. I'm assuming it was Bill Belichick's camp that leaked the news about his contract extension. Just happened to be on the day that Mike Frabel is in the house where Patriots fans may be clamoring for him and not Bill Belichick. And then the Patriots go out and upset the Buffalo Bills in the game. Wild day. What do you think of everything going on in New England right now? Well, first of all, I thought they're terrible, and I'm happy for Grable. He looked really good in that red jacket, and you know it meant a lot to him as well as the other inductees. But I think that uh, it was leaked, not by Belichick. He doesn't want anything out about his contract, and I think that's just not his style. But I think the Crafts did it, and they did it because every day, 24-7 on talk radio, Locally, in the Boston Globe, Boston Herald, all the media coverage team is constantly about, will Bill Belichick be back? Will Kraft fire him? And by leaking that, all of a sudden, whoa, he signed a new contract extension in the offseason, so now they're not talking about it anymore. And they won the game. Now, I'm stunned that they won that game. Buffalo has been, you know, it's amazing. Buffalo looks so great against Miami and then he'd come back and stink it up in that game. But uh, Belichick's not going to go down without a fight, and uh, Vrabel's not going anywhere from Tennessee, I guarantee you. John, the NFL lost uh, several veteran lead refs, their, their lead white hat official for Cruz uh, due to retirement, stepping away, uh, to the broadcast, whatever. Um, some of the calls that you've seen made or not made this season, is it – more? Is it less? Is it about the same? How would you stack it up? And the obvious misses, like the uncatchable pass with Cleveland and Indy on Sunday, where it's called defensive hold or pass interference one, and it's totally uncatchable for anybody to get a hand on it, except for maybe a fan in the bottom row who could reach down and possibly not fall out of his seat while trying to catch the football. There's been controversy on officials' calls in the NFL since since history began, and it doesn't have anything to do with the top guys retiring or going into the TV booth. It has to do with more camera angles, super slow motion. We see so much more than we used to see, and I'm all for the sky judge to help uh, to see what we see. And I also like what Bill Belichick has recommended for years they won't do, probably because they think he knows something they don't is he wants everything to be reviewable. But that doesn't take up any more time because you have the same number of challenges. And I think that's great. There shouldn't be anything that you can't review. And we see things on TV that we're like, how can they be so blind? Well, if the sky judge was up there in his own booth, not being influenced by broadcast or anything else, and he had his big high-definition flat-screen TVs, and he's able to tell the referee immediately pick that flag up or that was overthrown, they wave it off, and it, you're not going to miss any time. There's no there's no judgment. And uh, I think at some point they're going to do that because there's so many egregious errors. 
What does it tell you about the decision Arizona has made, not only to start the clock on the uh, Kyler Murray coming off of PUP, but the potential that he could go this week? I think no team wants to lose. You know, an owner may want to lose. He may want to tank, but you can't tank. You know, the way you do that is by keeping certain players out. The NFL investigates if they think you're doing that. When somebody's healthy, Joshua Dobbs has played better. We knew Murray's coming back at some point. Don't know how good. What They would love to trade the guy, but who's going to take on that contract? Right. He wouldn't have been the first overall pick if Cliff Kingsbury hadn't been the head coach and had seen him in the Big 12, he convinced them to do it. And he's a certain kind of quarterback with a certain kind of attitude and work habit that not every coach, head coach's cup of tea. So what are they going to get for him? How much of the contract they are going to have to pick up? Are they going to be in position to get Caleb Williams or Drake May? And I think it's going to be so interesting if uh, Chicago, Chicago just won another game. Carolina needs to keep losing to help Chicago. But I think we'll see Murray next year with a different team. We'll see Justin Fields with a different team. But uh, I'm I'm hoping when he's ready, he'll be played, although it could affect him financially because of things in his contract that would require that if they kick in, that uh, he'd have to be guaranteed his salary in 2025. He's already guaranteed it in 2024. Giants beat the Commanders 14-7. to John, will we see Ron Rivera, not with a different team, but out of the league before the end of this season? Well, while I was up in uh, just outside Annapolis in Maryland watching the Ravens on one channel, I was watching the Commanders on the other because my wife grew up there and she loves the Commanders and they just looked awful. And poor old Sam Al, he's going to set the record, break David Carr's record of 76 sacks in 2002, the first Texan season in franchise history. they Their defensive line should be dominating. It's not. And Ron Rivera is a good guy, but when you have new ownership that takes over, they're going to evaluate you for a season, and he's going to be out of there. And unless they make some kind of remarkable turnaround, Ron Rivera is going to be gone. He might end up being a defensive coordinator, assistant head coach somewhere else because people really like the guy. But you know, new owners, you pay, what was it, 5.0, or was it 5.0, 6.05 billion. billion that he paid Josh Harris Group and Magic Johnson. They want their own coach in there because they're also trying to get a new stadium. So I think Rivera is the first coach who's going to be gone. You think B enemy would be the interim? And if so, what does that mean about the decision being made and possibly the league wanting him to get that shot? Well, I haven't seen anything from Eric Bieniemy that makes me think think he's going to be a good head coach. Everybody's been saying it for years, and there's a reason people interview him and they don't hire him. People always want to blame them. What about blaming him? And so now he leaves so he can go take over an offense and he can call the plays, which he could not do in Kansas City. And so their offense has contributed to them losing. But if it happened during the season, sure, I'm guessing it would be Bieniemy. But if they're smart, write it out. If you're losing, go ahead and lose. Get yourself in position to move up to get one of those franchise quarterbacks. There's going to be there's going to be so many teams who will be trying to do what Carolina did, trade up to get the first or second pick, to get Caleb Williams or Drake May, and the commanders might be one of them. 
Really interesting matchups going into week eight, John, uh, just because of the situation and kind of the vibe around certain teams. The Bills are playing on Thursday night. They've uh, had an ugly showing against the Giants, then then lose against the Patriots. They're hosting the Bucks. Meanwhile, the Cowboys return off of their bye, and they're 4-2. and two. They're hosting the Rams. They, the Cowboys need to get it right. You've got the, uh, the Dolphins after two losses facing the Patriots team again. And, oh, by the way, uh, on the late afternoon slate, Bengals and 49ers is fascinating with Cincinnati going to the West Coast and San Francisco losing two straight. Let me back up to the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys will win this game. Rams can't run it. They have to throw it. Matthew Stafford, he can move around a little bit, but that pass rush should be able to get to him. The key is to throw him off, uh, the timing off with uh, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, the fabulous rookie receiver. But the Cowboys, I think, not saying they're going to the Super Bowl, but I think they've bounced bouncing back. They need Dak Prescott to play another good game. Cincinnati and San Francisco is going to be so interesting. The 49ers are having problems like other teams. They got guys out because of injuries. Brock Purdy had to bring the team from behind. He was terrible in the fourth quarter. Joe Burrow and the Bengals are playing better. Can't imagine the 49ers going to lose at home, lose a third consecutive game, but it's definitely possible because every team in the league, uh, it's possible that they're going to lose a game that we think they should win. And uh, that game on Thursday night, Tampa just got beat at home by Atlanta. I watched Atlanta beat the Texans on a field goal with no time left in Atlanta. Uh, Arthur Smith's doing a pretty darn good job over there uh, being in first place with Desmond Ritter out. I think they'll beat. I think the Bucs are going to lose that game. Then I think the Bucs are going to come here in Houston and lose to the Texans. I don't think they're very good. And right now, you'd have to say the Falcons are the best team in the NFC South, and the Titans can do something about that on Sunday. John, always uh, enjoy this. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the week, and enjoy week eight. Guys, it's my pleasure. There's a dark cloud hanging over Houston, and I haven't been able to say this in a while. At least we got the Texans. Stay tuned. More, more coming here on Hotline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming up in 20 minutes, Robert Ory joins us. Seven-time NBA champion, Robert Ory. Can't wait for that visit. We'll preview the uh, NBA season, which tips off tonight, plus get his thoughts on some off-the-court questions like possible expansion and more. Hot Load with management, hot-button issue. Yeah, no doubt. He knows Greg Popovich really well, who's been a proponent of it in the past so we can get his uh his take on that Hutton would you like a fact of the day here on the show I would love that this courtesy right of our good buddy Todd Furman uh who knows Todd. Vegas knows the betting markets as well as anyone out there Todd Furman uh which tweets means, out which posts, means note this and store this away store this away just a little you know if for gambling advice or just a very interesting factoid about college football there are five teams across all of college football 
that have only covered one spread all season. Those five teams, Temple, Southern Miss, Illinois, Vanderbilt, and Georgia. Wow. The Georgia Bulldogs won five and one against the spread this year. Temple, Southern Miss, Vandy, all one and seven against the spread. You can take that information and use it to your advantage. If you haven't taken your shot with points bet, the perfect time is now. Big reason why, exclusively for first-time points bet users, grab this unique offer. Right now, new points bet users can get up to $1,000 in second chance bets. If your first bet doesn't go as planned, points bet has your back with a second chance. Get this offer by visiting nowkick.com bet. Complete the registration process with points bet. Make your first bet. If your first bet happens to lose, that's when the second chance bets come into play. Remember, terms and conditions apply. You've got to be 21 or older in legal gambling states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Outkick.com slash bet is where you go to snag this offer. Chris Olave, uh, the second-year wideout for the New Orleans Saints, uh, arrested overnight for reckless uh, driving, reckless operation of a vehicle, driving 70 in a 30, apparently on his way home from a CVS uh, in Kenner, Louisiana and uh, arrested there. So he's he was booked and filed paperwork, released. Saints aware of the situation, which is your go-to line there uh, for, for teams. He's not missing any time, right? Not to my knowledge. I mean, it, Well, I'm uh, saying I just don't. Big story of Georgia, given all their problems. Uh, with speeding and reckless driving, uh, is this a is this a well, suspendable offense from the team or the league? No, no. This is uh, this would be uh, comparing that to Georgia. I, mean, I know what you're saying. There is a big issue in Georgia. It is, but that's like how many in a row now? How many of their yeah? I, I, that's what I don't players I, again. I, I don't you know pass. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say about it if it's not going to affect his availability. Well, and Justin Ross. I guess the also question arrested. would be: Should he be suspended? But no, no, no. I, uh, I don't Justin think Justin Ross should. also arrested uh, uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's been underperforming. I wonder if Kansas City is going to buy in again. You know, they've already traded for Nicole Hardeman at wideout. They were at least rumored to be interested in DeAndre Hopkins, for instance. Do well, they go after D-Hop? Now, if uh, Chris Olave was arrested for not paying child support and then bragging about it like uh, Antonio Brown, then we got a different story. That's probably a suspendable offense from the league. Sure. That's Antonio Brown's latest. Sure. Uh, it's time for uh, – uh, how about this? How about this tie-in, Jack? If Chris Olave is suspended, that would be a big overreaction. Yeah. Time for some more uh, NFL overreactions now with Davey Hudson. All right, guys, we'll start things off. It was a big night on Monday Night Football. And up until about two weeks ago, all the buzz was around Brock Purdy. So I ask you all, Brock Purdy should no longer be in the MVP discussion? I I guess it depends on how you define discussion. Um, Legitimate contender. uh, No. I don't think so, and and here's why. Here are the names right now ahead of of Brock Purdy with the Vegas odds of winning NFL MVP: Patrick Mahomes. Name these quarterbacks: Patrick Mahomes, Tua Tungavailoa, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. He's currently even with Trevor Lawrence for NFL MVP. With those names I listed ahead of him, Hutton, I, I'm going to say not an overreaction to say that he's out of the mix right now for NFL MVP. Uh, agreed. 
um, out of the mix. It, it's not it's not inconceivable that he, he can get back in though. But it need, again, the the time is now to kind of make that turn and just announce yourself as you're one of these. You're one of that group. And uh, the terrible play in the fourth quarter last night is not the way to do it. Playing bad on the road against Cleveland, uh, where Deshaun Watson's not playing on the opposite side, not the way to do it. So, yeah, I, I will say, though, some of the names you're rattling off there, um, and Vegas knows what they're doing. And they're, one of them's a past MVP in Lamar Jackson. He didn't start the season all that well. Mm -mm. He's been playing a couple of good games recently. But, I mean, it's not like they dominated the Titans in London either. So yeah, things things can change you, uh, uh, in a two hurry. weeks. Two weeks yeah. makes a world of difference. And uh, where is Tua on that list? Second behind Mahomes. Here's the thing about Tua and the Miami Dolphins: if a team's 500 or less, they've won every game. They face a winning team, they lose. Yeah. And and the, the Bills and the Eagles are those two losses. That that's the next hurdle. And, and by the way, it's San Francisco's next hurdle: winning tight window ball games. They're either blowing out teams by scoring 30 plus. Or they're losing low-scoring games Hunting to for pick, a defensive-minded yeah, type team. To piggyback off that snide remark you made about what quarterbacks are on this list, yes. let's make it a non, uh, not just a quarterback-only award at some point. Let's get some love for Tyreek Hill. Let's get some love for Micah Parsons or Bosa, whoever else you want to throw in there. Christian McCaffrey. There are other guys we can list as a possibility to win the MVP other than a quarterback, but what do we know? It's going to be a quarterback. It's going to be one of those quarterbacks. Davey, what's next? Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, we'll stay in the NFC as well. But uh, the Falcons, they need to move on from Desmond Ritter at the end of the season. I, I don't think I can say that yet. I mean, I, I, think, I think I know my answer, but I don't know for sure. And it's just simply because he's got, what, back-to-back -back games now of over 300 yards passing? I believe that's right. Um. I'm, I'm willing to. I'm, I'm. I've got two bad options in fantasy. We know this. I've got Ritter and Minshew. I'm starting Ritter this week. Not even. Don't even need to ask about Minshew's. Ritter against the Titans. Bad quarterbacks generally have some type of luck against the Titans traditionally. Um, Arthur Smith clearly invested everything in him. Now, move on after this season. I would ask, are they going to pony up and pay Ryan Tannehill? Or are they going to try to go after Kirk Cousins? Like, to me, they're not now, going who are to. the options? They're not going to be drafting high enough to go. They used they were, and they passed on options. They're not going to be drafting high enough this year based on how they're going to win one, lose one, and there's a lot of bad teams that'll end up bottoming out to be in the mix for the top two or three quarterbacks that everyone's going to be clamoring for, unless they want to trade up. What if they went with my option yesterday as the rising star, someone who's going to uh, explode on the scene next year? Quinn Ewers may be available to them wherever they're picking in the draft. That's a possibility. I'm with Hutton. I'm going to say it's an overreaction right now to say he's done. Although, if you want one singular moment to make me out on you, then you Leon let up before you get in the end zone, running mm. it in the way he did on Sunday. That is an inexcusable error. And you yes. could see in his face he was celebrating before he crossed the goal line and got it knocked out for a touchback. That is the type of error that lives with me forever. So if he doesn't pick it up and pick it up soon, it's not an overreaction at all. They should move on from him. And that is a moment I will not forget, Desmond Ritter. 
Agreed. Uh, six touchdowns, six interceptions on the year. And, yeah, you mentioned that one fumble. He also lost another one there going into the uh, – I think they were at their two- or three-yard line when they fumbled that one. Had another opportunity. Well, again, like I, I want to see if he picks up where he's kind of going with his like two-week trend here. Uh, not great, but much better than what it was. And, I mean – He's got receiving yeah. options that, for whatever reason, they don't use hardly enough. Yeah, Falcons 4-3. and three Maybe that's on him. The NFC South, and uh, they do have an easier opponent on the defensive side of the ball coming up this weekend on Sunday. But, guys, next up, I mean, it's not an NFL overreaction if I don't have a Deshaun Watson uh, that's right. statement in here. But Deshaun Watson finishes out his contract in Cleveland. So, uh, help me out here, because I, I saw the, the story about what it would cost after each year. And I think the first time it's even somewhat manageable, but it'd still be the most dead money, the biggest dead money cap hit ever is after 2026. Correct. Um, still would owe tens of millions. What is the, point. but what is the length of the contract? Where does it go through? Do you it, know? Uh, yeah, it goes through. He, he'll be 32 when he's a free agent currently. And that's 2027. <sighs> I, I'm going to say he makes it through, but I'm not confident in that answer at all right now. Uh, just by with the guaranteed money and all the dead money involved, I'm going to lean towards he makes it through that contract. But I say that with zero okay. confidence, Hutton. Current contract, I'm going to say no. They will restructure his okay. contract. Because starting next year, he has an $8 million bonus if he restructures his contract for Cleveland. Now, he's not going to restructure unless it's guaranteed again. But current setup as it is, eventually they'll restructure to make more room. So I'll say no, he's not going to finish out his current contract in Cleveland. And there's no way you sit back and retire if you're Watson because you'll also take a penalty hit on the money there too. You just wait until 2026 and see what happens. But I, yeah, he'll get more money for restructuring. And by restructuring, you could reduce it and actually just pay him a lump sum and we'll see where they end up. At does, the end of all this. I'm just adding this on, on as we field. go. Does he remain the starter during this period, or is he the most expensive backup no, in NFL history? No, he's the starter. Oh, he's the starter. Yeah, he's going to be the starter. He's the starter. P.J. Walker's not the starter. And, Davey, he can be the head coach and general manager if he wants to. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Haslam may give him his seat. May give him his owner's box at some point, too, with all the money they're paying him. He's a starter. All right, guys. Well, Chicago, they currently have their own first and Carolina's first, but they will have the number one overall pick come the – Slam dunk. The 2024 Slam dunk. Draft. They're going to have it. It's done. Uh, Carolina is the worst team in the league, and they're not going anywhere. And now, especially if Kyler Murray is actually going to play for Arizona, Arizona is, to me, the I top know. contender to have that number one spot with Josh Dobbs playing quarterback. But if Kyler Murray is going to come back, while I don't hate what Josh Dobbs has done, I think it's going to elevate them to win enough to be out of the cellar totally. So it's going to be the Bears pick because Carolina is going to be the worst team in football. Yeah, and then the Bears will be around there. Uh, yeah, they're going to give it a run too. They're two and five. There's a number of two-win teams right now. I, and also all this uh, tankathon talk. Um, I think we're going to see less of that discussion because I don't think teams are seeing a Caleb Williams to tank for right now. Off yeah. the field, on the field, whatever. Yeah. They I love the guy on the field, but I mean – is he your leader of an organization based on what he's been doing, what he's been saying, well, what he's painted? No, he's, he's – uh, I like what you did there. Uh, no, he's he's not uh, fulfilling what everyone thought he would no. be when we had the conversation of he might be the greatest prospect I've ever scouted three weeks ago. You know how I always love the draft cyclical conversation. It's about to turn to Drake May. 
That's going to be the storyline. And Caleb, he just lost to Virginia at home. Caleb Williams. Not all his fault. but Caleb Williams. Well, all the buzz about him is now going to turn to Drake May. That's going to be the discussion. And then it'll be about, are you tanking for which quarterback? That's the next narrative as they try to make awful teams more interesting to discuss. Allow me to stay consistent. It's not because I'm wearing Carolina blue right now. I've always been on Drake May over Caleb Williams. So that would be my number one pick at quarterback throughout. Nothing has changed with that. Okay, guys. The Giants should start Terod Taylor over Daniel Jones. No, they should not. Daniel Jones, uh, number one, taking a beating. Number two, needs Saquon back there. And number three, you invested in him, Brian Dayball. Uh, Yeah, it should be Daniel Jones, and I think it will be. I didn't see in that that just fourteen to seven just you know, know. barn burner against the Commanders. Uh, I, I thought Terod Taylor did a nice job for a backup quarterback in that spot. I'm not seeing something where I think they need to give up on Daniel Jones and go to him and not at least see what Daniel Jones has more to offer. He offered you a lot a year ago. They did invest in him. Not yet. I, Daniel Jones should be the starter. Looking for the Giants, they're in the same division as Washington, by the way. Because over the last five seasons, uh, the G-Men, 10-22-1 against the NFC East. Seven of those ten wins are against Washington. That helps playing the Commanders. Big Shot Bob or is it Big Shot Rob Hutton? Robert Corey joins us next on Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow.